You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cubs fans, and welcome to Locked On Cubs. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter. That's simply at Joe Kilgallen. Give this podcast a follow as well. That's at Locked On Cubs. Happy Friday to everyone listening out there. Hope you're getting ready for an awesome weekend. The big news, and we got some big news. Jock Peterson has been traded by the Chicago Cubs to the Atlanta Braves. I'll be talking about that trade, and already the rumors are flying. They feel like this is the domino effect. There's talks of Chris Bryant to the Mets. There's all sorts of speculation going around. Plus, I'll preview a little bit of the second half for you as well. But I must tell you, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our lockdown rooms. Get in and in the conversation. All right, so here's what's happened. This came out uh, last night at around 8 o'clock-ish, I want to say, that Jock Peterson has been sent to the Atlanta Braves for single-A prospect first baseman by the name of Bryce Ball. They call him Bryce Bunyan or something like that. He's got some sort of nickname because this is a giant man. He is 6'6", 240 pounds, huge. Whenever I say a dude's height and weight, I always want to follow it with, like I heard, I'll do it again. He's 6'6", 240 pounds of romping, stomping dynamite. Who was that? Was that Diamond Dale's page or Ric Flair? Might have been a Ric Flair one. I think whenever he said his weight, he'd follow by saying, and romping, stomping, dynamite. It was fun. It's a fun guy. So let's uh, let you know a little bit something about Bryce Ball. And also let me just right off the bat, why waste time? I'm going to dispel the notion that the Cubs acquiring Bryce Ball, who is the 12th best prospect in the Atlanta Braves system, that should be noted, for Jack Peterson, which right there, I feel like that's a solid trade. I feel like that's a good move for the Cubs. Again, we're we're... You know, we're not going anywhere this year. Sadly, eight games back right now. Weirder things have happened, but Jock Peterson is a free agent to be. You flip him for someone. Good move. Solid trade by the Cubs. Kudos all around. But I must also reiterate and put to put to rest this idea that acquiring Bryce Ball, again, a 23-year-old in single A, has anything to do with what's going to happen with Anthony Rizzo. Now, that's not to say if Anthony Rizzo isn't tra- say Anthony Rizzo is traded in a couple days. I don't want you guys being like, told you, Joe, Bryce Ball was the signal that they were going to get rid of Rizzo. No, that's not really what this is. You talk to anyone who covers minor league baseball, anyone who is an expert around the trade deadline. In the case of trading Jock Peterson, someone who hasn't been very good, we're trading Jock Peterson plus $4 million. I think that's what he's owed, left about three point something million or so. And you're trading that you you get whatever you can, you you get what you could get in return. It's not like if they would have said, "How about this catcher who's our number eleventh ranked prospect?" and we accepted him, that wouldn't mean Wilson's getting shipped off next week. I think that's more of like a thing at the NFL level. When you get one position, it kind of means the end for someone else. Baseball, especially at low A level, you just stock up on whatever talent you could get. You know, and if he if he tears it up and and pushes Rizzo out after if we extend Rizzo after a few years, whatever. Um, I, I just I want fans to know that one thing doesn't have to do with another thing. If we trade Kimbrel and get back a third baseman, that does not mean Bryant's automatically not coming back. 
that don't read too much into the returns because with the returns, you're just trying to acquire as much talent as possible. Would you like someone who could have an immediate impact on the major league roster? Yeah, and that's probably what they would look for in a Kimbrell or Bryant move. But with Jock Peterson, Zach Davies is probably next. He's my prediction for the next guy to get moved to Zach Davies. Don't expect some world beater for Zach Davies. Zach Davies, again, has a few months left. He's not exactly having the finest of seasons. He's been solid of late. Don't get me wrong. But he's not going to give you a he's not going to give you a haul, is my point. Let's look at Bryce Ball a little bit closer, everybody. Again, he is 23, just turned 23 last week. And, um, you know, I think he'd be higher than a ball if it wasn't for the pandemic that took a year of development away. He wasn't exactly a highly touted draft pick or anything like that. He was drafted in 2019, 24th round, 727th overall. So it's not, again, this wasn't some like blue chip prospect that was taken in the top five rounds. But he was a guy, this needs to be noted, in a ball, in 2019, he was 20 years old. He was phenomenal. A lot of people say he was the best hitter in, in the rookie level and even one of the best hitters in low A. He's in high A right now in the second part of 2019. So in 2019, he played 41 games at the rookie level, which is usually like, you know, with like Arizona Complex League and, and stuff like that. It's almost like where they hold these games where the spring training complexes are. And uh, at low A, he was 20, I'm sorry, 21 games there, 41 games at rookie ball, 21 games. So 62 games total. He was phenomenal. He was a guy who walked a ton, didn't strike out all that much and hit for some pop. He had 13 home runs at rookie ball in again, 41 games. That's great. He had four home runs and 90 at bats in 21 games which is also pretty damn good at uh, low A ball. This year, though, however, he's still hitting about 12% above league average for high A, but the numbers as a whole, not very good, except for the walk rate is great. 18.9% walk rate is elite. That's an elite number. Strikeout rate, 27.8%. You know, major league level, it's like 23%. So it's high and much higher than he had been known for in his previous year. But I really think... I think he could turn the corner. You know, I think it's, again, it's it's not something where he's going to slot into any top prospect rankings for our Cubs. But again, to flip Jock Peterson for the Braves' number 12 prospect, and a lot of people like the Braves' system, is a solid trade. Good job, Jed Hoyer. Just putting that out there right now. Now, if I could shift to some other stuff that I'm not crazy about. It's uh, you, everyone who's been listening to this podcast since I've taken over. And again, thank all of you. You guys are the best. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. This is a lot of fun for me and I hope it's fun for you. I had a great rant about Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore on the last pod. I hope you check that out. I'll save you some time. It was in the second half of the podcast, but Chris Bryant rumors are definitely going to be ramping up. I didn't really talk too much about this. Uh, Joe Buck was annoying bothering Chris Bryant about the trade thing. And I know you got to ask a little bit, but it seemed excessive. And his father, Mike Bryant was on 670 to score and or no, he wasn't. He talked to Evan Altman from Cubs Insider. Shout out to Evan Altman. He's a great follow on Twitter. He talked to Mike Bryant, and Mike Bryant was pretty annoyed about that. It was Ian Happ who was on 670 to score to yesterday, Thursday. I apologize. And he said that it would seem a little, a little much to just keep, you know, it's the all-star game he's trying to enjoy. It, and right away it's like, so how quickly do you think you're out of town? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get how that would wear thin. 
But Chris Bryant handled it in stride. He handled it with a smile on his face like he's done everything. You know when else Chris Bryant had a smile on his face? When he fielded a little chopper that could be a tough play. His foot slipped, but he still kept that smile as it sailed into Rizzo's glove. And the Chicago Cubs became World Series champions. 2016. Have you heard of it? You guys heard of the 2016 Chicago Cubs? Amazing. Sometimes people say the 2016 Chicago Cubs are going to be just the next 1985 Bears. That's not a bad thing to me. I know looking back now, it's annoying because it's like, oh, the Bears should have won more in in the 80s. And also, we haven't won since. And we keep clinging to this one ring. It's still, though. That's mention the 85 bears to someone who was in the prime of their life watching that team every Sunday. And you'll see a face light up like a Christmas tree. There's worse things is my point. So now there's talks of Chris Bryant to the Mets, which was a rumor in the off season. So I naturally thought the Mets would be the first team to kind of gain some ground in the rumor mill of going after one Chris Bryant. I just, I just wish the Cubs would be smart enough to know what they've got while they've got it. Could they get a couple nice prospects back for Chris Bryant? Sure. Sure they could. But think about, again, he's 29. He doesn't drink. He's a family man. I think he's a guy that ages well in this game. And I know some fans might be like, oh, he seems to be getting hurt a lot more lately. You know, he had 2018 where he was injured. He had 2020 where he was injured. Pandemic season two. You know, this year he's missed seven games. It's not a big deal. And a lot of that's been precautionary because they didn't want him to further injure himself and ruin any kind of trade value. Not that worried about it. Did he have a bad month of June? Sure. Probably because his back started to hurt from carrying the team the first two months of the season, playing five to six different positions without complaint. Again, this is everything a major franchise like the Cubs should want and should want to keep on their team long term. And, you know, I don't think these going to be nearly as expensive as everyone says. It's crazy how people still go with this notion that he's going to cost over $300 million. Like, oh, he's a Boris Klein. He's going to want $300 million. Yeah, he could want a billion dollars. He ain't getting it. You know, we all want a lot of things, but it's not. this isn't realistic at all. He knows where his, his value has gone down since when he was 25, 26 in those first. Yeah, after he won an MVP in his second full season, of course the $300 million rumors were going to start. But things have changed since then, have they not? So yeah, I'm not. He, we can afford Chris Bryant, and still afford a competitive team around him. It's not like a Chris Bryant's contract is going to break the bank. We need to hold our ownership accountable, Cubs fans. We got to do it. Built Bar, everybody. Built Bar right now has got so many delicious flavors. It's crazy. Okay, they've got coconut, raspberry. Mint brownie. That's my jam. Love it. Double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. They've got all sorts of great stuff going on right now at Built Bar. It is a delicious way to start your day. Gives you that energy. And it's healthy, too. That's my favorite part. Check out these stats, everyone. We're all baseball fans here. We love the back of a baseball card. Here's the back of Built Bar's baseball card. 18 grams of protein. What? Calories ranging from 130 to 180 Here's the best part, only four to five grams of sugar, depending the flavor. That's what we're talking about, right? Because we got we to be healthy. You can't just be like, ooh, this gives me a lot of energy, but then you're going to crash later because it's full of sugar, rot your teeth out. Are you kidding? Spoil your supper. We don't want any of that. So what you want to do is you want to order today, okay? They've got the grasshopper cookie going on. That tastes just like a Girl Scout Thin Mint. 
amazing. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. It's pretty awesome. So here's the offer. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's at BuiltBar.com. So, yes, the trade rumors are upon us, Cubs fans. We're dealing with it, and it's it's not quite as much fun. A couple more notes on the Jock Peterson uh, Jock Peterson trade. I apologize. Here we go. The Braves will be absorbing all of the $1.84 million remaining on the $4.5 million salary for the 2021 season, as well as the $2.5 million buyout. So the Cubs essentially save nearly $5 million. So that's a pretty good deal for the Ricketts. Hey, Ricketts. Yo, Tommy, I know you listen. Lean in. Lean in. What are you, what are you driving down the Edens from Winneka? Here's what I want you to do. I want you, I want you to get, what are you, probably by Willow Road or something. I want you to get off. I want you to park in the nearest gas station. I want you to hear me. All right? I don't want you to be distracted now. Take these few million bucks you're saving. Put it in the kitty. You know what I'm talking about? You got a big piggy bank, right? Put it in there. And then when you, when you move some other people, Put, put more money in there and then count up the money and then whatever you're short, pony up the rest, write yourself a big fat check and make it out to Chris Bryant. I almost said Christopher, but I believe he's just a Chris. Okay. Get it done, Tommy. Cause I don't want to see him in a Mets uniform. That'll break my old man's heart. My father, like many of our fathers who grew up in the sixties, despise the New York Mets. The 1969 Mets broke our Chicago Cubs hearts. The Cubs back then played in the NL East. Actually, that was before divisional play. I think it might have been before divisional play. Either way, the Mets ended up winning. They they go on to win the whole thing. They won the World Series that year. 69 Mets. The amazing Mets, they were called. And our Cubs were beloved. The summer of 69, you talk to any person. You you talk to someone who was in their... My my dad would not have been in his 20s. He would have been in his teens. But you talk to someone who was in their 20s. In 1969, Chicagoan, oh man, stories for days. Ernie Banks, Ron Santo, Sweet Swingin' Billy Williams, Ferguson Jenkins. Just an amazing team. It's four Hall of Famers on one team that did not win a World Series. So they despise the Mets and everything about them. They don't want to see Chris Bryant in his baby blues rocking the Mets blue. Mm. No one's a fan of that. So let's not have it happen. Here's some of the, I'm not even impressed with any of the names that are being floated right now. You know, it's like the Mets do have some prospects. I can't, you know, there's no way around that. They've got a few good guys here. I'll, I'll name them in a second. This will be according to Baseball America. Typically, I like to go off of MLB.com. But you know what? I'm going to go off of MLB.com because Baseball America is asking for some kind of login. Don't have it. Sorry, Baseball America. All right, the Mets' very top prospect, which I'd wonder if they would part with, is ranked number, I'm sorry, number 34, Francisco Alvarez, catcher. He's in high A right now. He's only 19 years old. If you could get him, sure. He's estimated time of arrival sometime in the 2023 season. The Cubs have some catching prospects, though. We have Miguel Amaya, who's out with a forearm injury right now. Still, though, people like his upside. And we have Wilson Contreras, who I want to extend. So I don't know if I want. Alvarez. I'm sure he's a nice player, but mm, not into it. Let's move on. They've got Ronnie Mar- Marcio? Mar- Maruccio? Let's call him Maruccio. Ronnie Maruccio. He is also in high A ball, 20 years old. 
166 pound shortstop. Well, that 166 pounds needs to jack up a little bit. Comes over to Chicago. We give him a couple dogs, some deep dish, Italian beef dipped. He'll put on the pounds. Shortstops. Here's the thing about shortstops. Are we deep at shortstop? Absolutely. Got Christian Hernandez. We've got Javi, not Javi. Well, still have Javi Baez, but I mean like lower level. Ed Howard, who's really turning it on of late Cubs fans. Ed Howard had a home run last night. So he's starting to pick up the pace. He's in like 325 over his last 10 games, I, I, I believe. I think that was the number I saw. But with shortstops, they're known as the like main athletes. You could typically train one of them to be a left fielder or center fielder. Also, they can move over to second base, third base. So, I mean, if that's what the offer is, fine. I still say no. Well, here's something. They're 50, number 58th ranked prospect in all of it. These are the top 100 for all of baseball. So this would be the third ranked prospect for the Mets. Matt Allen, right-handed pitcher. Again, not expected until 2024. He's 20 years old, 6'3", 225. Uh, throws a high 90s fastball. Got to like that. Uh, you know, overall people like him. He was a third round pick for the Mets in the 2019 draft. Yeah. His fastball sits around 96. That's why he's rated as high as he is. By the way, for update on the Cubs prospects, both Braylon Marquez is still ranked 44th. Um, the fact that he has not pitched yet in the 2021 season has not derailed his expectations because, again, he sits at number 44. Brendan Davis is up to number 45. I wonder if that's been updated at all since winning the Futures Game MVP or the fact that he is absolutely mashing the ball. He has been on fire. High ceiling for that guy. Very excited about Brendan Davis. All right, moving on. Any more Mets in the top 100? Yes, Brett Batty, third baseman, who's in double A, anticipated to arrive in 2022, 21 years old. That's probably who they'd want back. They'd want Brett Batty back and then that pitcher I just mentioned. If the Mets give him those two, I bet a deal gets done. Oh, I hate to say it. And then you know what we do? How about we play 3D chess, as the kids say? We make this trade. Then in the offseason, we write Chris Bryant a big fat check to come back to play on the north side. What do you say after he purposely strikes out a bunch in the playoffs so the Mets go nowhere? What do you say, Cubs fans? That's what I'm talking about. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't send the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs into the playoffs. Head to the website or use your cell phone. I keep saying mobile device. Look, we're in America, okay? In England, they call it a mobile. No no offense, England. Love you guys, but it's a cell phone here. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. How about it? It's a great deal. Thank you, Bet Online. Bet Online is your sportsbook experts. Don't forget, promo code LOCKEDON. All right, Cubs fans, with Jack Peterson out, I decided to have a little fun on Twitter real quick for you. Let's see if you share with my my guests. Uh, you'll be listening to this on a Friday morning, hoping, hopefully. You'll be listening to this on a Friday morning, hopefully. There's a little glitch there. Sorry for that sound. I don't know what that was. And uh, I decided, you know what? Let's try to predict the lineup for the first game back against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think the Cubs will line up this way, leading off, because it is a lefty pitching. Madison Bumgarner will be pitching. So I have leading off and catching Wilson Contreras. He's been leading off against lefties, so that seemed like an easy pick. Batting second, playing third base, Patrick 
wisdom. He was in the two hole in a game uh, last week before the end of the first half. I like him there again. Chris Bryant hitting third in left field, taking over Jock's spot. Anthony Rizzo will be batting fourth, playing first base. Javier Baez is your shortstop batting fifth. Nico Horner, contact bat, protecting Javi's heavy strikeout bat. I like him hitting behind him, batting sixth at second base. Jason Hayward, I believe, will be the right fielder. Jason, not Jason, Jake Marisnik will be in center field, and Kyle Hendricks will be on the bump. Now, there are people who have been asking about Nico Horner and why he's, he's he not batting higher in the order. I believe he eventually would get there, but I'm still not a fan of him leading off. He doesn't really, he's not the biggest on-base guy. I mean, he'll get on base at a solid enough clip, and he could run well. So I'm not opposed to it. I just think with the way the Cubs lineup is currently constructed, and hopefully that's changed for next season, you like Nico in a spot with RBIs. And I know you might be thinking, yeah, but he's not really a power guy. He's in home runs. He doesn't like have a high slugging percentage. So what do you mean RBI spot? I mean a spot where when you have a runner at third base and one out, and all we need is a hard ground ball to the right side or a fly ball to the outfield, I want a guy who's not a heavy strikeout guy in that position. Do you guys remember how painful it was in the 2020 season? The Cubs would get the bases loaded with nobody out and they wouldn't score to the point where it almost became like laughable. I remember being like, are we all getting punked? Are we going to find out at the end of the year Ashton Kutcher's behind all this? Because it really felt like if you wanted to get the Cubs out, purposely load the bases and watch them all choke. It was insane how bad they were with a runner on third base and nobody out, which is usually like an automatic RBI. You get a runner in third with nobody out, it is a high percentage of the time, even for bad teams, to get that run in. And the Cubs just would not get it in because it was just strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. And that's why you need to mix in the contact bats. Cannot be said enough. So that's why I like Nico in a spot. So if Javi comes up batting fifth, strikes out, Nico comes up after, makes solid contact, we get the run home. That's how I'm viewing it right now. Now, after a few more pieces move out, then you move up Nico just for the sake of getting him more at bats. You don't really care about like structure at that point. Because that's what we'll be rooting for after the trade deadline, after the dust settles, and hopefully we're not too angered, Cubs fans. We will be rooting for individual storylines. We'll be rooting for Justin Steele to show us what he's got in the rotation. Love what he brought us in the bullpen. Let's see him take that to the starting rotation. Because if you find out the final two months of the season that Justin Steele belongs in the starting rotation, then that makes the offseason even more sexy, if you know what I'm saying. Gives you more money on the hitter side of things. Keegan Thompson should be getting a look. They got this guy Lepper in AAA who has been phenomenal. I want to see him get called up, see him take a bullpen spot from Keegan Thompson as Thompson uh, shifts over to the rotation. Ryan Jensen is still another year or so away, but he has been on absolute fire. In A-ball, I got to imagine he'll get promoted to double-A at some point this season. He's been killing it. Braylon Marquez, I just mentioned, still highly touted because when you throw 101 miles an hour and you're a lefty, they look the other way. Really, his season, he had COVID. Then he had like a, a shoulder soreness, which might just be them still taking it easy with him. You know, there was no sense in rushing him. He's 21 years old. I get it. Totally get it. So there is still going to be some... I know I'm giving you a lot of silver lining lip service right now, but there will be things to keep it interesting for us as Cubs fans. I still believe, though, 
that if they don't spend this offseason, there needs to be some kind of revolt because this idea of doing a top-to-bottom rebuild, which Jed Hoyer has said that they will not be doing. He says, we will not rebuild in any sense of the word rebuild as we as a fans know it, meaning we're not going to see 2012. So we need to hold them to that. Because if all of a sudden we're looking at a payroll of $80 million next year, I, I will I will urge a boycott, which I can't believe I'm, I'm even saying. I mean, I'll urge all of you to still follow the team because I don't want us to be fair weather fans. You could be a supportive fan, but still not just blindly give your money to ownership that's just going to slap you in the face later. Because we all don't we don't want that. We deserve better as a fan base. So I figured I'd have some fun with the lineup right there and tell you what's what. My next, my prediction, though, for the next guy to get moved, I believe, is Zach Davies. Zach Davies goes on Sunday. I wouldn't be surprised if he got moved before then. I don't know. I just have a feeling that he's the next domino to fall, and I think he goes back home to San Diego. That's not really his home. He was originally a brewer. But Zach Davies came over in the U Darvish trade. U Darvish is currently on the IL. He got injured. We love U Darvish. Big fan, so hopefully it's nothing too serious. Although I guess that would make the Cubs front office look pretty good. Say if uh, you know Darvish just never comes back to form, and, and in hindsight, a lot of Cubs fans would be like, "Well, I guess you know he was a first half All Star for the Padres, but I guess he's not going to be anything after that. I guess it wasn't that bad a move at the time, huh?" Obviously, you don't want that because I uh, use a great guy and a hard worker, so we definitely want him to bounce back and be okay. But there, and then Blake Snell's also on the IL for the Padres. I wouldn't be surprised if they were looking for a starter, a guy they know who could pitch in their ballpark. Because Zach Davies was phenomenal in that ballpark last year. The pitching coach is familiar with him. Would not shock me at all if they threw us like a mid mid tier prospect, and we'd gladly be like, "All right, Zach, have fun, go back to San Diego, enjoy the sunshine." That wouldn't surprise me at all. On a side note, Owen Casey, one of the guys that the Cubs received in the Darvish package, hit a bomb uh, last night and has really been wowing people. He's 18 years old, first baseman. That's the guy where, hey, I, I think the Cubs extend Rizzo for a four-year deal, maybe a fifth-year option. If Owen Casey comes knocking the door by the time he's 21, it's a good timeline for an 18-year-old who's who projects well. If by the time he's 21, he's ready for the majors. That's about the time Anthony, you know, on a five-year deal, three years from now, you slide him over to DH, bring up Owen Casey, because the DH will be in the National League by then. Mark my words, Cubs fans. Universal DH is coming. All right, everybody. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. I hope the Cubs make decisions that are both smart for their future, but also have respect for the players that have built up this last run. I know you should always pay for the future and never pay for a past, but there is a thing called loyalty that will only entice future free agents to sign with the Cubs, and it'll make it so that our guys stick around. You know, maybe we want to extend Nico Horner on a, on a below market deal buy out some arbitration years. If we show loyalty to guys like Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo, Nico Horner, and then Brennan Davis next and whoever else might be like, you know what? This is the type of organization I want to be with for the long haul. Yeah, I'll give you guys a discount this time around. See, that's thinking big picture as well. All right, everyone, have a great weekend. And as always, go Cubs. Check out Locked On Today, everybody. Get all your sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts.